You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session three of our Star Wars <laughs> of our Star Wars campaign. Uh, my name is Tom. I am the game master. As per usual, let us go around the table and see what players we have present today and their awesome characters. Let's start with you. Hi, my name is Nadia, and I'm playing Nissa L. Erdame, who is a Nautilan colonist doctor. Fantastic. Hi, I'm Ben. I am playing Garthen Boone, a human Corellian mechanic and pilot. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm playing Nanya Crendo, a Keldor smuggler scoundrel uh, who is imbued with good luck and definitely not the Force. And def- <laughs> definitely not the Force. The Force doesn't exist. I don't want you to a, know. No in you at all. A hokey ancient religion. Oh, don't get me started on my head cannon for that. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Nula Minervan, an Alderanian human Jedi mystic. Cool. But uh, keeping that on the down low right now. Yes, that seems to be the appropriate uh, thing to do at the present time. Yes. Considering the state, <laughs> of the, the state of the galaxy. So, when last we left our intrepid explorers and scavengers and smugglers and scoundrels, whatever you are. You were on the moon of Banu investigating a issue with the local government and mining concerns there and uh, had run into some trouble. You've made contact with a Chandra fan named Vandy Nuz, who seems to have a unique habit of getting himself into all manner of trouble. Yeah. And he really does. You saved him from some Rodian bounty hunters and then you had quickly retreated back into you know, the cantina, scampered up to your room that he has booked out for you, just to make a, a quick retreat while the local law enforcement obviously clean up whatever was going on outside on the blue, dusty, sort of Wild West style streets where there was a, uh, a quick draw. So that is where we open our scene. So Vandy just, you know, comes in with a bottle or two of liquor that he has taken from the bar. And it's that sort of, you know, dark, purple, strange, viscous goo, I should say that mm-hmm. uh, who knows where it comes from, but it, it does the job. Well, that, that is where we commence. So Vandy looks up to you with a, a look of gratitude and says, well, that was quite the situation. Thanks again for your help. Have you uh, come to a decision as to uh, whether or not you'll be taking on this job? And if so, how? Uh, I don't think we've decided on a how, but I think we're doing this. We're definitely agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvelous. Well, I'll leave that with you, he says, He's leaving you one of the bottles of liquor. So he goes to hand one of the bottles, and instead I reach for the broken gun that's still in his holster. Oh, yes, of course. Okay. He says, oh, yeah, I suppose I should get this uh, repaired. Get it here. He does. I can't be- Seriously. <laughs> they're, they're tools. They're meant to help you. They're meant to save your life, and you're going around with what is essentially unexploded energy sitting at your hip. Listen, in my defense, I had quite the morning, and I wasn't always not aware that it was so damaged as to not be able to fire. It only took one stray blaster bolt. Idiot tried to shoot the gun out of my hand. That's what it takes. All right, take a look. Is there any chance that I can take a few minutes and try to, you know, fix a few things? Let's 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 give it a go. Make me a roll. All right. Uh, now. 
Before we roll any dice today, okay. the first die roll should, of course, be rolling for destiny points. Ah, nearly got away with it. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, nearly got You know, this can have a positive outcome. <laughs> can it, Tom? Maybe. <laughs> Canonically, like our first episode. That's true. Oh, we actually have enough dice for everyone to do this. I we think do. So. Uh, Please, everyone go ahead and roll. Oh, wow. Oh, no! <laughs> okay. We have rolled the exact same thing. Okay, so what what do us. we so what do we have? We have all rolled one dark side point. One Are you serious? Yeah. Each. Wow. Every single one of you rolled a dark side point. Uh-huh. Fantastic. God, no. <laughs> no, no. Right. Aww. There you go. Now it's you good. Now roll. we can stop Tom yeah. from making things worse. No, I don't roll. It's just, the, it's just the players that roll over. Right? Okay. Uh, we usually get five. Or six. Um, well, sometimes some of us roll two dots. That's true. Actually. It depends on oh, how yeah. many dots you roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a nice it's a nice and neat little pile here. We so. create our own doom in this game's group. <laughs> <laughs> it's great that the mechanics support us in this endeavor. But I am, yep. of course, going to roll on the obligation table. Oh, to see that's what, right. What manner of mischief personal I can inflict upon you. I think mm. we found out last session that we don't need any help rolling doom. <laughs> How many, yeah. like, zero successes and, th- like, two or three advantages rolls did we have? Like, a fair few. Oh, mm. you guys. I was okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Sorry, um, Ben, I just can't hear you over this bus that's on top of me now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. So, so Vandy. So, oh, sorry. Let's let's actually now have the yep. repair roll and right. see how that goes. Difficulty, but you know what? It's pretty straightforward. I'm going to say difficulty one. One done. A stray blaster bolt hit the side of the blaster, short circuiting a couple of little components. Five there. successes. Wow. Okay, so I mean, you, you just fix it. You just fix mm. it so damn quickly. It's perfect. You you give it a good polish. You give mm. it a whack down. It functions better than it did before. You you even loosen the trigger for him a little bit. Yeah. He gives you a look of serious, uh, almost astonished appreciation and respect, and says, "Wow, that's that's actually amazing. Thank you." That's what it looks like when you keep it uh, maintained. I think ISO attackers hire the right people for this job. All right then. So, what assistance can I give you in this endeavor? Have you decided if, of your in your uh, uh, method of ingress, and I'll start to work uh, behind the scenes to help you out with whatever that involves. So, from memory, we decided to because there was three options presented, and we were kind of looking at two of the three. So, yeah. we wanted Vandy to make introductions for us. We were going to say that we had an artifact to pique the interest of What's-His-Face that's yeah, known to have healing powers to heal uh, the guard, was it? Uh, the captain of, his, captain captain of the guard. guard. Yeah. He's special bodyguard, actually. Yeah. Hmm. And the governor's name is Zirin Lud. Yes, and his, just to be clear, his his bodyguard, his personal bodyguard, is Kapari Minham. Okay, thank you. Oh. She is a, uh, supposedly has a a condition or disease that uh, defies curing. I mean, it's sort of like my character's like, yeah, big Minham. <laughs> Uncurable, slow disease, yeah, I feel that, literally. In my soul. Uh, no, in my lungs. <laughs> And so this was just the ideas that Vandy thought of, if you have anything else to add or any nuance to... Yeah. Yeah, so to say that again, basically we were thinking of combining a couple of the suggested options. Mm -hmm. Vandy to essentially make contact on our behalf and to introduce us as a group of people who have found an artifact with healing powers that may very well be able to heal the mystery ailment. So thus kind of piquing the interest of the um, Zero and Lud being obsessed with artifacts mm-hmm. um, and also the possibility of, of healing um, the captain of the guard. Fantastic. 
Okay. Well, if you express that to Vandy, yeah. Just you one said, point of clarification. I need to. Of course. Check. Are we introducing ourselves as representatives of Isotech? Because I think we identify that they had biological interests, and we could use that reputation. Yes, that's right. So we were basically going to make you know the best lie is something that's closest to the truth. So we're going mm-hmm. to use our Isotech um, credentials essentially mm-hmm. to start to build some legitimacy around what we're doing. Well, that all sounds pretty good to me. If there are no objections, I guess you. We'll express that to Vandy then mm-hmm. in detail. He says, oh, okay, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, listen, I'll make the introductions and I'll uh, secure you passage onto the space station uh, uh, earlier this evening. Allow me to get back to you. Are uh, we doing it this evening? Oh, I can, I can wait if you like. I, we talked about going for it this evening because um, Keyes' raiders are going to be there to negotiate some sort of uh, treaty agreement. But I think we also kind of uh, steered away from that because we don't have a way off of Manu until mm. our transport comes back yeah. in like three days later. That's right. So we were thinking of trying to do it at the same time so that we would have the cover cover, and we'd be able to maybe lay the blame on them. But we want kind of a backup escape route as well. So I think we were thinking of maybe trying to find somebody who might be or like a bit of a standby getaway driver for, for us if we can. Okay. I, I thought we actually decided not to go straight for this evening. But oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm happy to put it to the group. What do we feel like? Hmm. Uh, if we have to wait for our ship to come. I don't want to lay low for three days on this planet with a stolen object. Yeah. On the other hand, getting off the planet with a stolen object, like, right after it's been stolen, if they know it's been stolen, that's not going to be easy either. We would have to go before they realise it's been stolen. Yes. Or... Okay. 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 We're just throwing ideas out there. Yeah. Uh There are no no bad ideas. There are several wrong ideas. (laughs) No, I'm just going to put this... I feel like you're about to say one. <laughs> I'm just going to put this out there once uh-huh. and feel free to say no, but I just had this idea and I want to put it out there okay. so that we have no regrets. The room where all this stuff is kept is museum. The museum. Uh, we're about... If a space station is a ball, uh-huh. is it on the outside edge or in the middle? So, good question. Uh, to describe the actual space station itself, it looks very much like a sort of a black chrome saucer, which has, you know, sort of a long cylindrical protrusion both up and down. Down opens up into a sort of a larger, sort of a secondary ring, which has a lot of sort of cargo, and that's where most of the actual docking bays are. But up the top, basically, is a sort of a round spherical dome, which is sort of his personal quarters, only accessible by, you know, the one turbo lift. And that's where the museum and his personal quarters and his bodyguard quarters and a couple of other sort of important locations are all in that top little uh, dome on the top. So Um, we could enter or exit or both through the wall. Um, That does not seem subtle. (laughs) No, No. but it's harder for them to stop us from getting away. I have so many things. Yeah. (laughs) A a spaceship, obviously. I have so many things wrong with that. (laughs) You know how we're okay. talking about there's no bad ideas? <laughs> I, I don't a... think that's true. Look, I just... Thank you for reaffirming that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I... If, if we got like, you know, because people have to go on the outside of the ships and droids do it all the time to repair stuff. All right. The edge is right there and it's hard to guard and we're in and we're out and we just jump across and we can use tethers so that we don't go floating away endlessly into the empty void of space, um. uh, slowly dying adrift and not able to move. 
or uh, rescued ourselves ever. You're really dwelling on that, but... <laughs> Quick show of hands. Who here has a spacesuit? For the benefit of the podcast, it's just me. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, also don't have a spaceship. There's a spaceship. We are also trying to like coming. not have these people come up after us afterwards, and I feel like blowing a, a hole in the side of their space station might make them a little bit less friendly to us. Mm. Counterpoint. They would also have bigger concerns than us. All right. Second question. Other than me, who has actually stepped out into space. Oh god, not even once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh heavens no. Oh my no. I just assume space. it's like swimming except you can't push off the water. Space is infinite, therefore it has infinite ways to kill you. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Oh, believe me. <laughs> Vandy. Pretty sure space has two main ways that'll kill you. Yeah, and a whole host of other ones if you manage to get past those ones. Vandy says, listen, if uh, an earlier exit than the agreed upon shuttle back to the wheeler was on the table, I could potentially organize, speak to some people, organize you transport, if you don't mind sharing with uh, another cargo company or maybe a less than reputable person. We've had such bad luck doing that. Here's what we're going to need to do. We need to detail what it is that we're going to need from you first, Vandy. That means that we need to have ourselves a plane embedded. Yeah. So let's start with a list of things that we are going to need. And I think uh, we've identified two right off the bat. We need some sort of spaceship. Yes. Whether we get that from the space station, whether we get that from down here in Coda, we'll have to source that. We'll have to uh, work out later. Ships will be traveling back to the wheel almost every day. If you need book to be booked passage upon one of them, that's well within the budget to organize. All right. You've saved my life. It's the least I can do is call it a favor. Good. The second thing is that we're going to need some piece of ancient technology that's going to fool an enthusiastic, historically enthused planetary governor long enough for us to be able to gain access to the museum. That's going to need some time to put together. I mean, he's enthusiastic, but does he know anything? If he knows enough to make one of these things work so that he can identify rich mineral deposits on mm. the planet, then... He's got to know. He's got to know something. Uh, Nula, you you're probably the best uh, as far as how these things work and how um, they get activated. What can you tell us? Yeah, the fact that he's got something like that, like uh, like a holocron, and What's the fact that he can use it. Yes. Sorry. Question: What is a holocron? A uh, holocron is now just for the recording. Yeah. Sam might not have like the clearest picture of what a holocron is. No, no. But what she's coming is, across. It is okay. So but, it's basically like a storage oh, device yeah, that they. Yeah. Uh, it's technically traditionally used by uh, specifically the Sith and Jedi. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and they essentially imprint themselves upon it mm -hmm. and use it to pass down knowledge for many, many generations. Yes, that's right. It's a Rubik's cube. It's yeah. It's I, I, mm, that's what it looks. Yeah, like. that, that's that's what I had in my head. Uh -huh. I, I wondered if there was like anything else that you needed for it. Like I Sometimes. don't know. Did you have to like be force sensitive to use it? It depends. Every single one is unique. And to be clear, this is apparently a Sith artifact that is like a holocron ah. and, and has ah. that capacity. But the main thing that it does is it can it can do a very very detailed and very very quick yes. scan of yep. a planet planetary body <laughs> to basically d detect and sort of map out Min precious mineral yeah. deposits and stuff yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. the Sith used to use to find kyber crystals yes. in particular, yes. and also some precious metals for their other tech. But now, of course, it has been appropriated for this particular mining moon. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. The big takeaway is that it may not actually require any specialist knowledge sometimes to use. Ah, oh, okay. Apart yeah. from being able to... Oh, special ability. Yeah, interface with it. Or yeah. him, he might be force-sensitive, so we don't know. 
So that would know be until you see hilarious. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to deliver this yes. uh, information to us? Sure. Remembering also that only I know that you're force sensitive. It's just yes. like an improv challenge all of a sudden. Oh, great, cool. Because <laughs> I've always been great at those. Yes. And Explain to us what a holocron is without using the words force. <laughs> Jedi or Sith. Go. Are you kidding me? No, that's, that, that, that's fine. Without using the letter E. Okay, so uh, Holocron is a device which holds information, and if you, you know, which have been used by different factions of people in order to do certain things, like hold information, or in this instance, survey a planet for minerals. <laughs> So it's like a really fancy data stick. Essentially, yes. Okay. So. So Vandy says. <laughs> so, uh, you would like to uh, essentially acquire some sort of a, a fake artifact? Something that we can either, yeah, something that we can either put together ourselves. And I figure between uh, Nuller and myself, I can probably mm. uh, put something that will get us um, fairly deep into the space station. Or if you happen to know of something. Well, let's see. If you would, uh, I was going to say flip a destiny point no. but yeah about that. <laughs> no, um, so in this case he says well listen I can look around and, 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 and see what I can find keep an eye out for any uh... let's let's boil it down to the things that we can actually do um, I mean on the off chance are there any uh, strange occurrences happening at the moment strange occurrences no not, not that or I'm strange aware phenomena of. on the planet he shrugs and says no apart from its uh, rich minerals this planet it's kind of boring. This moon, this moon is kind of boring. But listen, I can ask around and see if I can find something. I can help you with that. I'm uh, extremely lucky. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just good at talking to people who don't always want to talk to uh, people who seem responsible. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or like in charge of things. You know what? You know what I'm saying? I do. Come on, let's do it. All right. Let's hit the street. <laughs> okay. So we have we're gonna have a little montage of you and Vandy wandering around various people. You know, shadowy corners in the cantina. We've got something. Got food on a stick. Something. <laughs> Sorry, we're doing this to try and find something like either examples of um, the Force or ancient technology that might be on this planet. That is correct. My my character's right. uh, probably assumption is that like. There's got to be a place where people, you know, because stuff goes missing from places all the time. No, I and there's got to be a place where they sell some stuff, and there's probably something that most people would probably overlook because it doesn't have any inherent value because it's just like old and yeah. whatever. But I've got no reason to think that the planetary governor's uh, museum of antiquities came from this planet. I assume it's something that he's collected in various locations. Oh, definitely. 100%. Because this is also a bit of a trading post from a lot of people, it just could be that there's other people on on the moon that do have some things that they're buying and selling. But no, no, no. His collection did not come from this place at all. Trading ship people uh, will bet all sorts of stuff. Yeah, in case of Pizak. So if there's anything that even looks like it, that we like, just a piece of junk that I can, you know, uh, make the lights work or something. Yeah, like I was gonna that. say it, need, it needs to look like it's got a hidden secret, right? Yeah. So maybe take Nulu along as well. You want to come with? Sure. Okay. How are you at like being cool? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> Try not to look like you're an undercover officer investigating anything. Maybe don't speak. Greetings, <laughs> fellow smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, fellow <Hello>. children. <laughs> Would you like to buy some death sticks? <laughs> look at wrists. <laughs> yeah. 
How's it my spacing, my fellow team? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. So what I understand then is, is that uh, so so Vandy and Narnia and uh, Nula are going to be going to try to find something that'll pass for something ancient and yep. antiquey. Right? Okay. Uh, what are you gonna t- what, what are you two gonna do in the meantime? Yeah, this. Um. Because the. The two things I think we're uniquely suited for learning more about this illness that the bodyguard has got. Yeah. And yeah. possibly also scaring up some sort of transport. Yeah, definitely. I think with you being the pilot, you could probably go and try to yeah, chat some friends. people up exactly. to kind of get get that going. With me, I think a combination of kind of talking to some people just to see kind of around the grounds what people are saying about what are their names again? About Zir and Lud and Kapari um, Minham. Yeah. So basically, just getting a good sense of who they are, what their reputation is, but then also maybe even referring to whatever kind of medical online medical journals I can find to identify what the sickness is or at least that I can try to speak with some kind of knowledge on it. I'll bet every doctor on Kadon has been tapped so far to try and find had a go at trying to diagnose this thing. It's a good idea. I'll go speak to the other doctors. Is there a hospital or clinic? Yes, there is a medical centre, 100%. There's an infirmary, a medical centre, very very close to the centre of town, in fact, where, you know, mining accidents, whatever other things occur, right? I think that'll give her the opportunity to do both in the same time. So she is basically going to rock up there and ask to speak to basically whoever's in charge. Okay, sure. So we'll cut to that then, since we're taking the initiative there. So you walk into the medical centre and you can see that there is a whole bunch of people, um, predominantly human, but there's a couple of aliens as well. The medical centre is, it looks pretty high tech. It isn't a a crummy place at all. It looks like a corporate, relatively high-end hospital. You know, individual sort of, you know, and sections. You've got some Bacta tanks and some other, you know, Bacta areas as well. The chief doctor is a very beleaguered looking woman uh, who obviously had very sort of pale skin and red hair in her youth. It has now gone grey, tied back very tightly. Uh, she wanders forward. She's washing some blood off her <laughs> off her gloves as she approaches you. Looks you up and down. Looks like she's, you know, coming off a 20-hour shift or something like that. Uh, th- there does seem to be at least one particularly large group of miners who are sort of injured in the corner there. And so she approaches you with a very tense look on her face and says, uh, Yes, can I help you? Yes, I was hoping to speak with you for a moment. My name is Dr. Erdame. Are you injured? I'm not injured, no. Are you here to assist or volunteer? I may be able to do so, but I do have some pressing concerns to speak with you about first. Can you medically administer while you're talking? I can work and, and talk, yes. Good. She throws a couple of medical uh, supplies at you and uh, walks over to a an Athorian, actually. You know, Athorians, they have that very large kind of sort of hammerhead style oh, yeah. shape. Mm-hmm. So he's unconscious and he has got, you know, actually a, a quite a bit of shrapnel uh, in his upper chest. So she's very, very carefully uh, just trying to administer, surgically removing it, putting some Bacter in, and you know, basically just while you're while you are both medically treating this Athorian, she tries. She says, uh, well, "What can I help you with?" I'm here to. Uh, get your opinion of I, I imagine that you have met them at some point Kapari Minham yes of course they are sick um, yes that is one way of putting it uh, could you give me some information about the nature of this sickness she sort of frowns and says 
What exactly is your concern? Well, I wish to assist. Is that not what we do as doctors? She takes a deep breath and says, "Uh, Have you met this woman? I have not, but... Mm. Your attitude regarding helping her may change once you do, but I suppose if you are set on it, I can at least give you the assurance that there's very little I think that can be done. My opinion of the person I treat is no matter. That's not my job to judge. (laughs) Okay. She says, judging. (laughs) (laughs) Judgingly. Uh, Okay, she looks you up and down and says, "Ah, Yes, well, when I first entered the medical profession, I had similar lofty ideals. Very well. I will not squash such optimism so early in your medical career. Uh, Kapari Minham is a former elite secret service agent from the Empire. Uh, She was an imperial... uh, What's the word? Part of an imperial strike team, assassin, government agent. She volunteered, after receiving a very small injury, for some uh, rather radical and experimental cybernetic enhancements, uh, mechanical enhancements, uh, something that the Emperor has been experimenting on with, experimenting with for some time. Every once in a while they try some radical new procedures and she uh, volunteered to, well, I suppose become even more lethal than she already was. And whilst the procedure worked well and her augmentations certainly attached and became effective, it had the counter effect of effectively poisoning her body. Uh, She has very little time left, I'd say, probably less than a year. And frankly, it couldn't have happened to a nicer person. What kind of modifications are we talking? Limb Uh, enhancement? Oh, all limbs limbs replaced, several organs replaced, and uh, I believe her, one of her eyes, in fact. And her body is rejecting the material of the augmentations, is that correct? Indeed. Uh, some of the uh, fluids used. It, it was both, it was a combination of cyber and biotech. It was the bio that didn't quite match up properly and is infecting her bloodstream. Effectively, what she has now is a very, very rare, unique, I would say, considering the experimental nature of the augmentations, a very uh, unique case of blood poisoning. I see. And what treatments have been tried thus far? You've cleaned the blood, I assume? We have. Unfortunately, it seems as though we do not have the technology to remove uh, or rather cure her blood. I suppose a drastic procedure or two uh, could be attempted, but it it could very well cost her life. I think she's waiting until uh, the last minute before undergoing such a radical surgery. Out of game, it would be reasonable to assume that she doesn't want to lose the cybernetics that Mm -hmm. make her effective? As that would lead Yes, yeah, but uh, from what it sounds like, that would leave very little left of her body. Mm. She's an old machine now, a woman. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I had to. I had to. Uh-huh. And obviously, as I'm not here to judge, I don't need to know the exact nature of her wrongdoings, but what is her demeanour like? It's helpful for me to understand the nature of my patients so that they may more readily accept the treatment I propose. Right. Well, I suppose I should say that she is a very uh, cunning and crafty woman. She is also very, very ruthless and cold and is uh, perpetually in a bad state of temper because of the fact that she, since this happened, is in a perpetual state of pain. She dulls it, of course, with painkillers, but doesn't like to do so as she likes to keep her wits about her, a requirement of her job. Understandable. I think that's kind of all I really need to know from the conversation. Mm -hmm. I've already got some ideas about how we can use that. You also, I assume, have had some dealings with Zirin Ludd, I imagine. Yes. And Zirin, what are 
What is their personality like? Well, he is an imperial governor, a planetary governor. He is, of course, almost certainly corrupt, but he presents a very gentlemanly facade. He's, if anything, quite charming, as I suppose people in his role often tend to be, or at least appear to be. Well, this has been helpful. Um, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk me through this. I don't know if my team and I are able to assist, but we'll certainly try. Now I'll probably also just take the moment to maybe even like hint to, not to metagame this too much, but maybe even like hint to her that we do have an artifact just to try to like legitimize and mm-hmm. rumorize things for us in a, a positive way. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay that? if I do that? I go for it, but what's your deception? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't look at that. Um, I didn't see numbers. I just feel like it's very convincing. <laughs> it's not very convincing. I've only really got two green dice in it, so. I guess what I'm saying is that it might not have occurred to you to do it as opposed to, you know, saying that you're not as good at it. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I-, I won't do that then. I'll basically just just thank her and ask her if there's anything else she needs. If I've got a bit of time to kill, I might actually try to help her patch people up in the clinic. Okay, well, the, the injured miners are certainly very grateful indeed. So that's very nice of you. Let's cut over to... Actually, sorry, Ben? Where, nah, where are you? two first, okay. then I'll come for the last <laughs> Definitely you two. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so the two of you, um, basically having... With, with Vandy, of course, in tow, yes. have yep. walk over to what appears to be a junk shop. Listen, you would not believe some of the parts. This is where all the salvagers come to offload their strange excess junk. Most of it's complete nonsense and uh-huh. none of it's useful. But, you know, every once in a while you find a reasonably good... I found a great power generator here one time. I found a great upgrade for a speeder bike. You never know. So let's give it a go. And so with that, you walk in and ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> you you walk into the you walk into the scrap shop, and honestly, it's 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 very very similar to the one to Watto's you know uh-huh. scrap shop yeah, in episode yeah. one. It's very yeah. it's much larger though. It isn't a small little uh, space. Yeah. It's it's almost the size of a small warehouse because okay. it, it caters to. You can see rows and rows sort of hardware yeah. store style with all kinds of things. You can see that there are broken mining droids. You can see pieces of uh, various. Uh, vehicles and things like that. You can see all manner of knickknacks. So behind the counter, you can see that there is a very large, very broad-shouldered female uh, Twi'lek. And she's got sort of dark orange skin with that sort of uh, zebra patterning on her on her headtails, which yep. are actually kind of tied back in a, in a braid as she is currently uh, got the, you know, sort of the equivalent of a little laser torch out with goggles on and is just, you know, doing a, a bit of repair work to a very small, intricate looking droid on the on the counter. And there's nobody else in the store at the present time. So you wander on over and she just kind of turns the power tool off and looks at the two of you and says, oh, hey, how can I help? Hi, we are looking for, let's say, just little, uh, little knickknacks, essentially. Little things, you know, people, stuff that people might lose in things like Pazak games and things like that. So not like salvage ships, but we're looking for a knickknack to gift to a friend. They, they're into interesting looking uh, little objects. Interesting objects? Well, they don't have to be interesting. They just have to look interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Are you are you trying to be a little bit 
sort of clandestine here and say, hey, you know, do you, ha- do you have anything weird and unusual sort of thing? Or Well, yeah, like I'm trying, I'm part, but part of it is true. Like if she's That's just true. got something just out in the open that, you know, we could use, mm-hmm. I'm happy to take that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, talking about like, yeah, people lose things in Berserk games, all sorts of interesting things, you know? <laughs> okay. Oh my God. So she looks, she looks a little uncomfortable for a second and says, uh, oh, I wouldn't know of anything like that at all. Uh, I, I, mostly just normal parts, uh, scrap, uh, feel, feel free to have a look around. Oh yeah, no, oh, t- t- sorry. If you thought I was, oh, like accusing you of something, like I'm like, but obviously look at me, I'm not. No, 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 she is. <laughs> like, no, no, it's fine. No, you don't. But um, yeah, like, do you mind if we take a look around? Oh, just please, have a wonder. You can, you can give me a uh, persuasion check or something like that if you wanted to try to charm her into being more helpful. I mean, I have a green and a yellow and charm, but yeah, I'm, I'm better at lying than I am at telling the truth, I'll be honest. Well, you can, if you can no, think of a lie. You can think of a lie. Okay, so I, I, I look around. Uh-huh. Just sort of do that, like, look around to be like, make sure no one, there's obviously no one else in here. No. Besides no. us. Yeah. But I do that look around to make sure we're not being overheard. I take a step forward over and I say, okay, I am the representative oh of God. someone who is a collector. And honestly, times have been a bit tough for me uh, in doing my job recently. And I need a win. Uh, my boss is, you know, breathing down my neck. It's, you know, I'm sure at some point you've had to work for somebody else. And it's never a good sign having someone else sort of sitting over your shoulder while you're trying to get stuff done. It's not. I need to get them off my back so I can do my job effectively, you know? So uh-huh. I just need something to keep them happy for a little while. Good. Good. I like that. So give me a... That, that, that's very good indeed. I'll give you a blue advantage die there because that was very well done. The difficulty will actually just be one. Uh, remove one black dice from Skullduggery Chicks. Or deception checks because I have a convincing demeanor. That would that wouldn't apply. There's no sort of special circumstance that would make this uh, more difficult. It would just be a relatively straightforward test. But you'll have a blue die anyway for your for your good role playing. Um. So one difficulty though. Oh, nice. Uh, purple, I think. Purple. Purple. Yeah. yeah. Not black. Damn it. <laughs> Right. Okay. Advantages. A that's a so overall I have two successes and three advantages. So two successes and three advantages, you say? Yes. Well that is pretty good. In that case, I'm going to say, okay, that she looks you up and down and says, Okay, well, I may have something. As long as and I'm sure we can agree upon a price. Oh, but, but it also comes with the assurance that you didn't buy this from me. Oh, of course not. No, no, no. I Everything I bring to my employer comes from uh, ancient archaeological dig sites. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yes, yes. Yes. So she leans down under the counter and you can hear her sort of like, you hear beep, 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 beep. She's probably unlocking some sort of a digital safe, you know, and you hear this chunk opens up and you, you hear a, a little bit of, um, you know, clinking around. You hear what, what sounds like, you know, credits in actual little gold stick form clinking around. And then she pulls out what is a wrapped cylindrical object and she puts it on the thing and then slowly looks around and then unwraps it. And it is something that you have heard of, but it is essentially a half of a lightsaber. It's been cut in half. Like a, a lightsaber that has been severed. Oh, just to verify, Sam is yeah, also yeah, present. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. But I was told to keep quiet. <laughs> so, like, but do you, do you react I, quietly? You see there's a way that she shoves her hands under her arm 
trumpets <laughs> as if to go, no, don't react, don't react, don't react. <laughs> so that so that happens. And yeah, so you can see it, it's a it's a lightsaber. It looks relatively actually not even terribly Dash. old, it, but, it, but it's it's been it's been it's been cut in half. Okay. And so yeah, it's useless as far as that goes, but it is still definitely an artifact. It's definitely an actual lightsaber. It looks looks like an authentic one. Fascinating. Looking at it, mm-hmm. could I tell what parts of it are in the hilt? Is it the business end or is it the butt? <laughs> um, it's a, it's the it's the butt. Uh, you can see that it. <laughs> Is it the butt? <laughs> it's the butt. Again, so you tell me again, Sam. What level of um, of swords training that you've had? And I have like one rank. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. So you. Can... It's the bit you don't point into your. It's it's the point that you can point into your face, but won't get like you know. The interior mechanisms have been largely severed and destroyed. Most importantly, the kyber crystal is gone. Yeah. Uh huh. And so what what remains is basically about two-thirds of the case of the lightsaber. And as mentioned, it has been very neatly severed. You realise yeah. de- it's definitely been cut in half by a lightsaber. By a lightsaber. This is... You think somewhat recently as well. Oh, mm. so you So you recently. think that this lightsaber overall is actually only probably... Actually only a couple of years old. So how long ago was Order 66? Ten. Ten years ago. So This is crafted time, right? and yeah. made post that. Yeah. Ah. This would do well, I think. She says... As you can see, this is the kind of thing I'd like to not have come back to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For a number of reasons, I can understand why you wouldn't want people asking questions about where you got this. I assure you, I can be very discreet. Shall we say 500 credits? Um, how many credits do I... Vandy, Vandy steps up and says, done. Will this do? Is that what I think it is? Vandy, shut the... Vandy, <laughs> I swear to fucking Vandy, fucking Hey bud <laughs> Go play Dad's the- working right now <laughs> He hands over He hands over a small data stick Which clearly has the credits on it Okay Well There you go Okay Thank you very much I wrap it back up Uh huh Cool And I just slide inside my jacket So I don't know that you're No No you don't that I don't know anything about you And the connection to the force Or Jedi Nope At all None okay, at all so, You have no So I saw clue. you react But I saw you the same way I was like Oh this is probably Like you Just was like Oh this is probably a big no, deal. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing. Like, you know that I know a lot about relics like that, okay. but you don't know that I actually have okay. the ability. So probably what happened there is my character was like, oh, it did look, looks like it might have been on... And then I, like, sort of noticed your reaction. I'm like, oh, she thinks it's a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, she thinks it's a... <laughs> one thing I will say, mm-hmm. as I flip a destiny point... Oh, no. Yeah. Is that as you, as you touch it and take it... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> You feel like a bit of a a bit of a, a chill go over you. You feel very sort of sad, and you feel like a, a pang of sort of pain and sorrow. Uh, and you can actually clearly see a physical reaction as he takes it, like sort of a oh, you know that that doesn't feel nice at all. Oh my god! It. it quickly passes. It is a, it is a fleeting impression, mm-hmm. and you uh, secure it. Then I guess within oh yeah, you secret it away. I don't want people seeing me. But Sam, no, you don't want people seeing you cry. Anyway, there you go. There you go. You, yeah, you think you definitely there was a slight reaction there. Okay, yeah. So we've got that. Cool. We will head back. Ben, oh. what have you been doing? I'm going to head over to the starport of, of the town. Good, yes, done, absolutely. You can see many, many ships here, dozens in fact, in this very wide open sort of plateau, open roofed landing area. Let's see. You see a whole bunch of people toing and froing, including Captain Aiken. So I imagine you might want to, Aiken, sorry, so you might want to, I guess, avoid him if possible. Yeah, I'm... 
not making. I'm not going to try and make eye contact or do otherwise on that. If if Gluck is present, he is. I might strike up a conversation with him in the hopes that he has friends here. Okay. That I can take advantage of. If not, or I'm going to talk about Keys' raiders. I have to imagine that's a bit of a sore point here. Oh, most definitely. They bother everyone coming and going, particularly, of course, the you know the, those that travel cargo to and from like him. Yeah. So when you approach, so we'll cut to you approaching Gluck, and right now he's he's just sweeping out the mm. the hangar bay of the ship now that all the things have been unloaded it's it's only been a couple of hours since that happened so mm-hmm. uh he's just you know finishing cleaning out the he's probably checking and double checking everything in the ship yeah. just to make to make sure that no mischief was left behind checking out the circuitry to make sure there was no permanent damage done by the ion mine that was set up yeah and he says uh hey so uh you settling in oh yeah you know what it is you land on a plant and instantly someone's putting you to work don't I know it? Well, at least I have a day off until the return trip. How can I help? I was hoping to talk a little bit more about uh, the space station, about the comings and goings of it, specifically the, the literal comings and goings. <laughs> he says, oh, sure, what can, what can I tell you? Is it someplace that everyone uh, is able to gain access to, or is it just for uh, Imperial types? Uh, from what I understand, you have to have uh, proper business there. Every, every once in a while, he'll take some cargo shipments, you know, food, supplies, things like that. He pretty much keeps to it, so... Hmm. Is that contracted from the planet's surface, or, the, or do the Imperials look after that? Mostly, of course, it is the uh, the Barnu Mining Company that does it. Mm. They provide. Okay. They must have some sort of like farm or um, crops or something for being able to get supplies, uh, generate supplies. Uh, no, no, it, it is all imported. All, all food. There's no locally grown anything. It's all it's all imported completely. Oh really? That's mm. going to be a real problem with the raiders uh, in the sector. Yes, <laughs> he no, he nods emphatically. That's why uh, I understand he's... They're trying to organize some kind of a solution to those pirates. Hmm. They're really problematic. Well, you don't need to tell me, buddy. Again, making sure that Captain Aiken isn't in... Oh, no. Like, no, no in here. You're, you're alone in the ship. I suppose you can point out a couple of people who are frequent visitors to the station, if there's any here. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was... Uh, uh, he, he, he points to what you can see as a, a, a gentleman, a dark-skinned guy, looks to be about mid-twenties or so, mm-hmm. just wearing a flight suit. He's uh, currently loading up what appears to be a, a very large cargo on a mm-hmm. relatively smaller-sized ship. You know, so this is going to be like a, um, a, a, a sort of a transport, like, like one of the smallest cargo ships that you can really imagine. Basically, the equivalent of like a... a, 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 a Ute, you know what I mean? Like just a, a utility truck. No, understood. Probably, probably just an L nineteen freighter. Actually, yeah, that'll mm-hmm. do. That'll that'll do. L nineteen freighter. Mid twenties, dark skinned mm-hmm. man in a flight suit, which is sort of orange and grey, just kind of walking back and just checking and double checking everything on a data pad. Do you know him? He's I do. He he works for the mining company, but he's a he's a good man. Oh, good. Um, you mind introducing me? Of course. Hey, Lotto. He, he walks over and Lotto turns his. Yes, can I help you? Hey, oh, God, sorry, of course. Yeah, I knew you were coming back in today. Hey, listen, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. He was really helpful on the journey over. If you ever want to take on some passengers that can really pull their weight when shit, when, sorry, when, um, when things get fragged, I recommend him and this, him and his crew. Oh, well, good to know. Garth. Hello. Uh, how can I help you? I'm looking for some work. And it seems like the best source of continual work is providing supplies uh, to the space station for the Imperials up there. You're the guy that we should talk to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's uh, certainly the case. Uh, were you looking to do something today? Probably in the next couple of days. We're hitting the ground running in terms of wanting to get credits. I see. Well, some of the usual crew that I use uh, have been lost to the pirates uh, a few days ago, so I am a little short-staffed. Keys as raiders, huh? 
Yes. Yeah. Had a run with them before. Uh, I can give you the scoop on it, I think. <laughs> he nods and says, yeah, she's uh, she's the worst. Mm. <laughs> hey, what this I'm hearing about? Uh, some sort of, like, plan or agreement? What I should hope is happening is that he is looking to organise uh, something of a something of a strike team. There's rumours on the street that he's trying to parlay with her, which I think is foolish. But mm. you know, I'm not a planetary governor. What do I know? Seems like you just. It seems like you're just giving in at that point, or at least the Imperials are. Well, as an employee of uh, Banu Mining Corporation, I can neither confirm nor deny that I share that opinion. Hmm. We've got ourselves some business heading up into the space station in the next couple of days, and we're looking for a way to and from there, if possible. Well, I make three trips. Day, let me know. That sounds good. That sounds busy. If you're willing to uh, help load and unload, then uh, you can consider yourself uh, willing cargo. Not afraid to put my back into it. Uh, What's this guy's name again, please? Lado. Okay, sweet. Well, I'll be here. Let me know. Anything else I can help you for now? Uh, Just trying to think if there's anything else that might necessarily give the game away. He says he loads and unloads cargo, Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily a very quick. It's absolutely not. But if we can, I think we're not getting up to the space station via this guy. That's going to be Vandy's business. Mm -hmm. But I think if we need a way to get back out of there, then we've got an opportunity. Especially if I can get a look at whatever manifest that he's um, going to be taking back, and if there's anything that we can use to get ourselves out of there. Sure thing. Yeah, like he doesn't need to know that things would necessarily be a rush at the time. If Mm. things are awkward and we need to make a hasty exit, then Mm. we'll just have to more firmly convince him at that time. Agreed. Alright, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but that's a potential um, that is a potential avenue. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.